and this is Christian. Today we are with Christian and we'll be talking about 1% better every day. So Christian is a virtual friend of mine and I would like him to introduce himself, what he does and where he is and uh, we'll go on from there. Welcome Christian, welcome to the podcast and thank you for accepting to be here. I'm really, uh, I think, honored to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. I'm the one who's honored. Um, yeah, thanks for having me here. And uh, hello to anyone listening. My name is Christian. I'm a fitness and nutrition entrepreneur based in Beijing. I have I come from Madagascar and it's been I think this is going to be my seventh year here in China. I initially came as a master's student. But then, and then I graduated and then I went into a PhD, which I decided to drop off from because I, th I feel I just feel like it did not work for me and that I just kind of saw this occasion for me to go all in on my passion and on my goal which was to serve people and so as of today I am the owner and founder of one percent consulting which is a company that specializes in providing education coaching as well as information for anyone looking to get healthier and move towards the better version of themselves and uh that's pretty much what i do full time you'll find me on social media because i'm out there <laughs> i'm out there a lot yeah. but to anyone who is in beijing you might also get to hang out with me at f45 training because that's where i coach group classes in person as a part-time but most of the time i'm in front of my laptop just trying to find ways to you know create a better world if i can say so Thanks for, thanks, thanks for having me here, by the way. I'm the one who's honored, as I said earlier. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and uh, welcome to the podcast. This is the Self Seed Podcast, and yeah. we are just a friend of anybody who is interested in personal development. So we cover aspects from finance, entrepreneurship, uh, mindfulness, spirituality, etc., and fitness, uh, wellness, all other things that encompass a person as a person. And I'm so glad to have you today on the podcast. Actually, you have uh, notified me of the, uh, the being the owner of the one percent uh, consulting, and uh, I do remember that you 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 have a website which is um, Healthy Academy China, right? Yeah, China Healthy Academy, Academy is it? Yeah, dot yeah, com. Yeah. So I think uh, anybody interested to know more and connect more with Chris, I think he said he's always on social media because he's out there. I mean, so <laughs> so I we get can reach of out too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so you you said uh, actually you, you you interested me with something before we yeah. even go that much that far away you yeah. said you 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 got into phd mm -hmm. and you decided to and you i think you you, you thought you saw so, uh, this is not mine this is yeah. not me yeah. <laughs> and then you decided to go to get off the 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 the, the, the track and decide to go your way which I mean, for maybe for, for, for parents, as I know, especially African parents, they'll be like, what? what? Sorry, what? They'll just be uh, wondering, why, why did you make that choice? So can you give us insights and share with us how has that journey been so far? How was it at that moment making the choice? And afterwards, how has life been? Do you regret? Do you have, are you proud of the way? Let us know. Oh, yeah, that's such a good question, man. Um, I think the it was something that was slowly building up, if I can say so. 
the idea of going on my own and doing my own stuff and just working into the fitness world has always been kind of in the back of my mind. Mm. And actually, even before I decided to drop out of my PhD, I was always out there doing things and actively trying to push my brand and to promote my services as well as uh, allow my social media to grow. Because again, as I said, I came as a student, right? I came for a master's. But I also understood that by coming to China, there was a great uh, wealth of opportunity that was opening up to me. I was now able to connect with people from all around the world. I had a great platform on which I could like kind of like reach all kinds of touch many lives. And so I started at my dorm. If you actually ask to anyone who used to go to who was the same promotion as me, they know me for being the guy who was noisy as hell at the gym every time <laughs> at the dorm because I used to organize group classes, boot camps with the students of the dorm. I was just always trying to actively do something and to let myself be known in the field of, hey, I'm a coach, I do this, I love this. And so mm. the fact of doing that on the side of my studies have kind of slowly, obviously it morphs into something bigger And I just found myself being offered opportunity to actually work as a professional coach in gyms. And so I was doing that at the same time as my study. It was very part-time, nothing too serious. But then COVID happened, okay? And and, and I think that's also one part, another reason that really made the switch for me. Because if if you've been in China during COVID, yeah, you know what happened. COVID kicked everybody's asses. Yeah, yeah, very good. And so it it I was in that phase where I was in my second year of PhD, and I was not even able to meet my supervisor. While that's very important for a PhD because you are supposed to receive that consistent support as well as guidance for your oh. you know assignments, but I was not getting that. While on the other side, I was still going, working more part-time because uh, also, because there's also a time where they told us that they had to, they're going to lock down the, the dorms, right? So at the right. time, we decided to leave and to leave outside. So I had to start paying rent and there's just a lot of things. At the same time, my parents were also stuck here with me. Hmm. So because they couldn't go back home. So there's just a lot of things that happened that just kind of, gave me a nice kick in the ass to force myself to man up in a way and to start really actually taking responsibilities. Mm. And so in the midst of all of that, I was offered an occasion to come full time uh, with a gym downtown, which is called JPEG Boxing, Mm. which you might, you might have saw me posting from time to time or not, Mm. but that's really where I decided. I was like, hey, I sat my parents down and they were really, they, they were, we had a face-to-face conversation. And what you said about African parents, that's that, that that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my mom didn't like it. <laughs> my mom didn't like it. She was like, so you're going to be a sports, sports trainer. You know, the way that she says it. Yeah. And but because back in Africa, that's true. Like if you go into fitness or any sort of sports discipline, yeah, that's broke people's job. Like, <laughs> home. And right. so my mom just saw that and she was like, ain't no fucking way I'm telling you to go for a master or a PhD and you're going to end up into sports. Mm. Then I was like, 
mom, it is not working. The PhD is too hard. I need to make a choice here. And I've already been uh, doing a little bit of things. I already have my network. I already have my, so I've already earned some stripes in the field. I can do this. My father at first, he did not really approve either, but uh, my father is pretty is more open-minded and more supportive. And so he was okay with the choice that I made. And so, you know, the thing is like it or not, mom and dad, I'm gonna do this because I feel like this is for me. And mm. so we did it. They were not completely happy about it, obviously, but you know, like that's what I wanted to do. So we went with it. And the good part too is that ever since I started to work online, there has been growth. Like, because obviously now I was able to do what I love full time without thinking of studying without thinking of anything else and so i really went full on to it and there was growth and so today i'm in a place where my parents don't worry about me anymore which is what really matters like they don't really care or fear the fact of do i have money to pay food do i have money to pay the rent etc etc so i would say that it's it ended pretty well i don't say i, I really don't regret anything um some part of me still thinks that it would have been cool to finish my PhD and be called a doctor. But if I was going to become a doctor in something that was not even going to become my my career, then I feel like that's also kind of pointless. So no regrets, uh, just lessons and really just there's been a lot of growth ever since, really, ever since 2022. No, 2020. Yeah, I think that's when I decided to drop out. Hmm that's that's uh that's nice that's nice i mean it shows uh growth over time and it shows uh, how one decision can impact a lifetime and it can make a difference and sure. i think it, it's a lesson to those who want to take great steps as as many as i have seen so far with many people who have succeeded in what in into going doing something that they really love yeah. They had to make a tough decision somewhere. They had yeah. to make a tough exit somewhere. And I'm 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 very happy to 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 see your progress and to know. I mean, for those who are uh, not don't know Christian, I mean, in China he is quite uh, he has as he said he has earned stripes and he deserves the the achievement that he has and he deserves to uh, uphold the stars that he has. And in in the same in the same line I want us to I want you to, to know now you made a choice yeah. and before making the choice, you, you, you already started, you were already uh, in the dome shouting, you were there um, pioneering on the, on the fitness, trying mm -hmm. to push your fitness goals, your push, your, your fitness agenda. Yeah. I mean, I resonate with that uh, through my path, how I, I, I am trying and how I have been doing and the progress, it shows that small changes can bring about great impact. They can bring about, they can create, um, one brick after the other, maybe we can create the wall, the Great Wall of China. Mm -hmm. So, how can making small incremental improvements, uh, such as yours, mm -hmm. each day lead to significant personal growth over time? What's your thought on that? Yeah. I think making small increments of improvements mm. Is the way to go because the reality is that anything that you want to build needs to be done in small increments of improvements. Right. Because if we look at things from a very logical and realistic perspective, if all that one person needed to succeed was to just go hard for one month, 
yeah. then everybody will have made it, right? Correct. But it's not the case. Like you still you still see people out there um who just keep doing the work, doing the work, doing the work without seeing much. And so the that's really the only way. Like I think the slow approach but consistent approach wins. And the way that we really do that, the way that I did that from my side was to really just start slow. Like I think since I started, I've always had a very good appreciation of the fact that it was going to take time. So I feel like my mindset was already wired in a way where, okay, this phase right here, one month, all the way up to six months, I'm not expecting anything. I'm just going to keep pushing and kind of like uh, posting stuff, posting stuff on social media without really receiving any sort of answers. This next block of uh fair, this next block of months right here, I'm gonna whatever, I'm gonna work on a program, mm. all right, mm. or two programs or three programs. Each one of them is gonna take me two months, three months, and that's all that I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna see any sort of improvements on the other fields of the area, and so. Right. I've always had an understanding that it had to be one thing at a time and that if we look at things from a very big perspective, it is really just a process where you have a big puzzle in front of you and you understand that in order for you to put one piece of that puzzle right there on the canva, it was not just going to take one month or two buffs or three buffs, but it might take one year before you actually reach the before you actually your puzzle actually looks like something and so i would say patience is how people can implement changes over a long period of time patience is one thing Hmm. and also being really serious about why you do what you do because as for me personally like i was really just obsessed with helping people like that's really where my whole thing started like i was obsessed with looking for ways to to connect with more people, to get more known and to find ways to change their lives. And so I feel like the fact of actually going on a path and a journey in which your mission is to like really serve others before yourself mm-hmm. can allow you to embrace the long term more. But if you want to potentially, if you really want to just maybe do it for money, if you want to like maybe go hard on one month and that cash is your only motivation, then we all know that despite money being good when it's full in our bank account, money does not necessarily bring fulfillment and money does not necessarily bring memories or build a legacy that people will talk about when you leave this world. And so I feel like if you do things for shallow reasons that are related to the fact of serving yourself, it doesn't work. So two things that I would say work when someone needs to implement small changes is the mindset of the patients you need to understand that it is not nothing's going to happen for for months just be okay with that first and Mm -hmm. actually ask yourself if you're okay with that Mm -hmm. the second reason is why do you do it is it for self-service or is it to serve a cause or a person or a company or another thing that is bigger than your ego and then the third reason is to understand that there is a set of strategy that you need to know how to apply. So when you look at, for example, uh, moving into a house, right? Right. You got a new apartment. That apartment is not furnished. And so on day one, you might, you might go to Ikea. You might look for I don't know, a sofa, a couch, something like that. And then you buy that couch. 
right. it gets delivered tomorrow and the day after tomorrow you try to look for a place to sell it in your house the day after that you realize that you don't like where you put, where you put it at first and you find another place to put it again mm-hmm. when you're happy with that you go back to ikea again the week after that to look for other materials and so on and so on and so forth and then eventually after one month your house finally ends up be- looking like a house mm-hmm. and after two months your house finally feels like a home mm-hmm. so when you look at a journey whatever journey somebody is on and i'm going to speak about a fitness journey because that's really what i specialize in right. the way that somebody goes into their fitness journey is also the same thing really it's like you got the diets you got the workouts you got the supplements you got the walking the steps you got the you know the the readjustments here and there and so the mistake that people make is to think that they're gonna put all of this together in one week and you directly go all uh, all out super hard Mm -hmm. but this is where my job as a coach is actually be highlighted because i'm the one who helped them and who tell them hey let's just for this month focus on nailing the nutrition Right. For next month, let's focus on nailing the movements. For the month right. after that, let's focus on nailing the, the supplements. The month after that, let's focus on nailing your mindset. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see that after five months of actually putting this together, we got ourselves a system and an identity that has just been built without even being forced. And yeah. that is sure to last for a long period of time. This is where the 1% better came from. It's really just about understanding that small increments of things when you put them together will lead to something greater and sustainable long term and so that's the analogy that i could give for fitness but for life it's also the same thing like for any goal that somebody has Mm. i'm pretty sure that there is a set of strategy there is a set of action that they need to take and they need to put all of those actions on one list and they need to tell themselves and ask themselves Okay, mm-hmm. what do I do if I want to, uh, you know, uh, reach or whatever, whatever goal you have? There's a set of actions that you can always list down. And then you pick up the actions that you think you can realistically commit to and go hard on for mm-hmm. a certain period of time. Like, I will never recommend anyone to always do everything all in one go. If you want a short term success, cool, go ahead. Good luck. But if you want something that lasts, right? Right. You need to pick those things one by one and really learn to make the thing become an identity that exactly. is going to happen without you even thinking of it. So to summarize, patience, understand that it is not going to happen right now and be okay with that. And then the second point is why do you do what you do? What is the real cause? What is the real reason? If you do it for purely yourself and for serving your ego, you're going to fit. You're not going to last. And the third reason, the third point is there's always a set of action that you can take, list those down, write them down and pick up one on which you want to get together to get better for a certain period of time. Then slowly check all the boxes, stack all the stones, and then long term, you'll have something unbreakable. That's how it works with me personally, really. I, I think that, that's, that's very nice because uh, it's, it, uh, it can be universal that way. If yeah. you have patience, if you set long-term goals, you, you have to have really big uh, chunk amount of patience for you okay. to achieve because overnight, as you said, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And you, you mentioned as the why. I think in my, in my recent uh, publication in, in, in a blog, 
I, I, I just went and reflected the five W's and one hedge, which included, it clearly gives you a definition as to why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, the five W's are the where, when, who, why, mm -hmm. and then comes the, the how. Yeah. I think it's important to really have a why yeah. as to why you do this, as to why you get up in the morning, as to why you do what you do and how you do what you do. Yeah. And you mentioned a set of strategies. And I like that because my, my second uh, inquiry from you is to, to because uh, uh, in your recent uh, newsletter, you, you explained about how you manage your time yeah. because you're busy. Yeah. You just spend 45 minutes in, in the gym because if yeah. you spend more than that, you'll be exhausted and yeah. you, you, you have a lot to do in your plate. So Maybe you can share with us some of your strategies that you, 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 you use to build and maintain, because you mentioned that the three key things are patience, why, and the strategy. Yeah. So what are these strategies that you use to, to build and maintain uh, habits that will support your growth on a, over a long period of time? Oh yeah, that's good. Um, so again, it really all comes down to understanding the sets of actions that you need to take. Hmm. And we are literally actually naturally transitioning into the second step now. So hmm. we have established a set of strategy and a set of actions. Ah. Now it's really all about deciding the days, the weeks, the hours, the time of the days, the time of the weeks where you want to implement those actions into your, your schedule. Right. You stick to that. Mm -hmm. Like you never want, like I personally never want to spend one day without doing something that makes me move towards my mission. Missions. Mm -hmm. uh, my missions is my missions are to improve my coaching, my, my business, mm -hmm. to serve more people, um, to also maintain my fitness. And so each day, my sets of actions need to always be related to that. And so this is where we go into what I call non-negotiables, which means that you decide what you want to do. You decide your desire. You decide the sets of actions. You decide the time of the day or at the week you want to implement those actions. And you make those a non-negotiable, which means no matter how you feel, no matter how sad, no matter how happy, no matter who died, no matter how's the weather, it is non-negotiable. It is what is going to make you grow. And yeah. I insist on non-negotiable because it is something that in the end is going to serve you. So there's no reason why you're not going to do it. The, right. If you don't do those actions, then you're going to be pissed at yourself anyway. So if you do those actions and get out of your comfort zone, you're going to be pissed out of it, uh, uh, pissed off at yourself too. But if I can choose between how to be pissed at myself, I prefer to be pissed because I decide to take actions for my goals. And so uh, it's really all about it comes down to priorities. So like, as soon as I wake up, right, my first task of the day is I open my WeChat and I reply to everybody because right. again, serving people, right? So I reply to any inquiries, I reply to my clients. I kind of like go back to, through taxes, WeChat, Instagram, Xiaohongshu, mm. WeChat channels. I go back to everybody, okay? Because that's one of my missions. And when I'm kind of done with that, that usually takes two hours to three hours in a day. When I'm done with that, and this is the fun part because this is where all of my social media creatives come from. During that block of time where I reply to people and when I get into conversations, 
there's all these ideas that come in my mind about, mm -hmm. okay, what kind of new course, what kind of documents, what kind of things I could write for my email community, what kind of posts I can make for Instagram. Right. And that's when the second part of the day come, which is the part of the day that is made to move the business forward and to put, put the business out there, which mm -hmm. is basically social media, which is basically email, which is basically uh connecting to people who are just in my network but who are not necessarily hooked with my service anymore it's called nurturing you know mm. it's just the fact of just you know speaking to people even if it's not gonna lead anywhere mm. and so that's the second block of the day the third block of the day is where i kind of feel like i can breathe a bit like i feel like the main important tasks of the day are done so this is where the third block of the day come which is me so this is where I go for my workouts. This is where we work on the, the other the core desire, which is to maintain my fitness. Right. And this is why, right, I always never train more than one hour because the reality is the first part of my day already exhausts me enough. Like I, the, the brain work that you have and that you put in whenever when you're going to those conversations, mm. Because the thing is, it's not just conversations, it's consulting, it's coaching. So you're thinking, you always use your knowledge all the time. You always try to see how you can help one person change their lives with literally just one message. Right. Basically. So it's a lot of brain work. And so by the end of the first half of my day, I'm already kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for, I'm reaching for my next sip of coffee. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. and again, I'm tired, but again, non-negotiable. Who gives a crap how tired you feel? Go do a workout. You know, mm -hmm. the fact of going to the gym is gonna be something, even if you stay for forty-five minutes only. So that's how I think about it. I'm like, I'm tired, okay, but I still need to take care of my fitness and my health. I need to look like what I teach, you know, because some yeah. people are there. <laughs> people are there, man. Oh, you're a trainer. You don't look like this. You don't look jacked. And I'm like, that's because I'm not trying to look jacked to you freaking douchebag but anyway i digress um and so <laughs> pal fitness so i go for the workout 45 minutes sometimes i'm not in the mood sometimes i'm not uh i don't have full energy so i only do 30 30 minutes i'm okay with that at this point because <laughs> this is just a part of my life where i really need to build a business and not a body you know what i'm saying so like yeah. the priorities really need to change like I would prefer to spend one hour of my time on video calls like these where I help someone get on top of their fitness right. rather than spending one hour mm -hmm. working out. I'm not saying that working out is not important, but I'm just saying that my mission is way bigger than yeah. at this point. Mm. I don't think I look bad. I'm okay with how I look. I don't really have you know, any sort of pains or injuries. So I feel yeah. like I'm in a good space in terms of physical health. Hmm. And so that's really where the whole 45 minutes workout thing comes from, 30 minutes. But those 30 minutes, if you train with me for those 30 minutes, you'll hate me because I go hard. Uh, that's the thing that we really make it quality about quantity, quality over quantity. Hmm. Then basically that's like, I'm done with the main missions with that first part of the day. Right. So that's where I either get a meal or I either go back on my laptop to look for other things to do. So I would say that the first part of my day is when it's really actively moving the business and myself forward. Mm -hmm. And the second part of my day is usually where I catch up with 
the other necessities, uh, the other small missions. So basically that's how it works. Um, so to reply to the question, the way that I put those things in my schedule and the way that I still, you know, I'm able to kind of like make everything fit is to just make it a non-negotiable, mm. is to just build such a strong attachment to that mission that it becomes as natural as waking up in the morning and brushing your teeth. Right. Like that's really how I I think and how I set my mind towards those things. Um, uh, don't get me wrong though. Some days I fail. Some days I don't go to the gym. Some days I, I stay in bed. I don't reply to people. Mm. Uh, some days I don't, uh, you know, stick to my diet. Some days I don't do the work. Mm. Um, and I just got to a point where this is where you just need to be your own coach and you just understand that, hey, that's okay. You go through a lot anyway. You might be mentally fatigued. So just give yourself, cut yourself some slack. But most of the time I'm, I'm always pushing like you or not. Right. I think, uh, it's, it's very good. It's a, it's a very good way. The way you just concluded, because I was about to ask how now can we bounce back from, you know, setbacks uh -huh. and yeah. still stay motivated on the journey. I remember in your 1% better cause you started with, with something important. The first thing was the mindset. You started mm -hmm. by dealing with the mindset because everything that can happen on the outside was first created in the mind. And I, I think that was a better tactic as you just stated that we should create the non-negotiables that my goal is this. And every day I have to do that, that, that to reach that goal. Yeah. So you have created a strong attachment, but then you just stated that there are some days that uh, I, I wake up and I don't feel like mm -hmm. uh, going to the gym. I also don't feel like following my usual routine. I just feel like okay, I need, uh, today I need some, you know, some, some free time or something. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you just recently, you were posting, it, it was that uh, to run away, let's say from sugary stuff, how to deal with when some people like sweet, sweet stuff, how to deal with that. So that's some, that, those are just some few examples of setbacks that we can experience, right? In, in the journey toward one, uh, in the 1% better journey. So yeah. how, how can, can you now, let's say, advise a person who is already motivated, who is already setting up the goals, he or she wants to reach that point. But then how, I mean, in, in, even in my, my blog, my last article, I just said, uh, in the conclusion, I said, uh, so listen to me, you have already, I feel like you're already motivated after knowing the five W's and one H, yeah. but actually the journey won't be that easy as you mm. think. There will mm. be setbacks. So yeah. how do we help a person navigate setbacks when they hit him or her? How to navigate, let's say, stress, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, overwhelmed and so on. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, firstly, I want to I wanna chime in real quick on the topic of motivation and being motivated. Hmm. Yeah, motivation seems like it is something that people look forward to. Like, you know, before I start anything, I need that motivation. And again, if you look at the world of weight loss and if you look at the world of, you know, physical health and body transformation and everything about fitness, right? there's no freaking study out there that tells you that motivation helps you in any way. Right. Hmm. So I actually did a course about this in the 1% Better course. It's hmm. the, the reasons why you need to detach yourself from motivation is because you could have the motivation, but that is not going to be a strategy and that is not going to be a guarantee 
that you actually eat the right thing. Mm -hmm. so that means you could have that motivation and take that motivation in the kitchen, but still choose the wrong food. Correct. Because you don't have the knowledge, mm -hmm. right? Because you mm -hmm. don't have the information or the skill set. Correct. So that, that motivation technically is not very useful. useful. Not that strong as a, yeah. as a as a foundation, a firm foundation. Exactly. Like I'm not I'm not trying to shit on motivation and really say that it's not complete. Like we don't need it. That it's not good to have it, but. Mm. When you look at the purely logical, scientific perspective, motivation does not do anything to help your body change or to help you move towards a certain destination from point A to point Z. That's right. the first thing. And the second thing is, I don't think motivation is the real issue that we have, but I think accountability is the real issue. So when you look at someone who fails to stick to their diets or when you look at someone who just you know, uh, decides that they're going to start waking up at 6 a.m. every day and they fail on it, yeah. then they're just going to say, oh, I was not motivated, so I stayed in bed. Hmm. No, the reality is that nobody was watching you, so you allowed yourself to stay in bed. Right. The reality is that nobody was there to make sure that you do the work. And the reality is that you are okay with allowing yourself to slack. And so when you go even deeper, you realize that the reality is that you don't, you just don't believe that you deserve to actually move out of your comfort zone. So that's why you are okay with not making the effort toward the goal that you named. Right. And so accountability and ownership is the real issue that people have regarding motivation. It's not really, oh, I was not motivated. Blah, blah, blah. No, you just did not love yourself enough. That's it. That's mm -hmm. all. Mm. Because how and it doesn't make sense right because <clears throat> and mostly in the world of weight loss how is someone looking to become healthier right not looking to become more obese but looking to become healthier and to look better naked mm -hmm. not able to do it knowing that it is something that is going to move their identity and their life forward how are they not able to do it but they prefer to stay in this complacent and comfortable states with mm. which they are not happy but they're also okay with staying there it doesn't make sense and it's not motivation it's just because they look at themselves in the mirror and they just without realizing they tell themselves hey this is okay you can yeah, eat like fine. yeah exactly and so this is what i'll have to say regarding motivation now regarding um hitting setbacks right that was the question right like how yeah. to manage setbacks yeah correct I think it starts with reframing the setback. This is something I always teach to my clients. Yeah. When setback happens, when you hit a wall, when you feel like things get hard or overwhelming, then congratulations. This is what you chose to do. I literally had the conversation, like I have those conversations many times, like with my clients who complain sometimes because things feel overwhelming and I'm like, Okay, so I mean, I get that. But tell me, when you signed up for this, did you think it was going to be easy? Then, then they get like, yeah, I knew I was going to have to get out of, comfort, out of my comfort zone. Uh -huh. Congratulations, this is it. <laughs> you know, you Good. reached it. You reached the destination. And this is the hardship. This is the discomfort that you signed for. So congratulations. That means mm. that this is where everybody else will give up except you. Because you subconsciously chose to get here. So it's all about reframing first. When you, when you feel like things get hard, you actually need to tell yourself, okay, this is it. I'm here. This is it. 
So this is where you need to keep pushing. But of course, that's a very hard mindset shift to make because again, going back to what I said earlier about accountability and ownership, it's pretty hard for people to have that sort of, you know, connection to get like, okay, it gets hard, so I'm gonna keep doing this. It's not easy from what I saw. Mm. So the second tip that I usually give people is to just downgrade the intensity of their outputs. So sometimes somebody lose motivation and sometimes they don't want to do something because they realize the amount of work and time that they need to invest. They realize they wake up and they get like, oh shit, I'm going to have to prepare meals for an entire seven weeks. That's a lot. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to sit down and just watch Netflix. Netflix. Okay, cool. So how about instead of cooking meals for seven days, you just do two days. Oh, that looks like, that sounds like nice work. (laughs) right uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so that makes them more willing to do it and the fact of doing it creates more momentum that then potentially get them back into the group of things mm-hmm. uh, same thing with me who works out who sometimes don't feel like it i just stay 30 minutes at the gym or 45 minutes at the gym mm-hmm. and believe it or not i used to train for two hours before like that used to be my you know my habits two hours mm-hmm. at the gym uh two times a day at the gym right and then it went down to one hour 30 minutes and mm. then one hour and then i started to realize hey i cannot do this for long anymore i got things yeah. to do back home you know <laughs> my energy like i don't have energy anymore and so you you don't give up you don't directly give up because there's always a way to readjust what you do so that's why now it's 45 30 and this is healthy for me so Second thing is to just decrease the level of outputs, the level mm. of effort that you deploy mm. so that it feels and looks more easier. And so you don't really feel like it is that much of a hassle to actually do it. Mm. And you're going to do a little bit of the work. Again, 1% better style. And by doing a little bit of the work, you then create momentum to go back to doing all of it. The third hack that I usually have for my clients is I, I usually work mostly with, you know, uh, professionals who just right. have a lot on their plates and who are either married or who are either in relationships, but who have those people around them. And so one thing I like to tell them is, hey, how much does your husband love you? How much does he support you on your journey? Oh, he's very supportive. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so here's what you're going to tell your husband. Hey, husband. If you ever seen me slacking on my journey, I want you to call me out and you can be really tough on me about it. Hmm. Utilize the people that you have around you as an accountability and support system. Right. You know, don't just keep them on the side. Like, hey guys, I'm doing this thing. I'm the cool person of the team. So you guys stay on the side. Don't do that. Bring the people in with you. Tell them, hey, I'm doing this thing right here. I love you so much and I know you love me so much and I know that our relationship will improve as a result of me succeeding in this journey. So I would love for you to take part in supporting me on that journey. Would you be able to check in on me on a weekly basis and to ask me how things went? Right. Would you be able to you know, wake me up tomorrow at 6 a.m. to pull me out of my house to go around with you? Utilize the people around you or invest in coaching. <clears throat> um but that's true like something i actually noticed is that what people need really is just that external voice to Mm. tell them 
to give them the permission to actually work on their goals. Three things, man, that I usually navigate towards when mm -hmm. I have a low mood or when I hit a wall or when my class hit a wall, that's usually what I recommend them. The first, the first way is to reframe whatever bad thing that happens in your life. There's always something good to learn from it. There's always from something yeah. to take from it. Mm -hmm. So try to look for ways to reframe this wall that you have hit and realistically logically that wall that you hit means that you are right there you're there so you need to keep digging this is yeah. the path that you choose so go for it the second the, the second way is to just downgrade your outputs yeah do not be uh do not try to be a superhero do not try to be you know an all or not all or nothing mindset yeah try to find the right middle understand that you are a normal human being with a work with a job with tons of responsibilities and yeah. that it is unfair to accept to expect yourself to always be maximum you need to find a middle you need to be middle, okay right. with doing average work right Allow yourself to do average work from time to time because average work consistently over the course of months and years mm -hmm. is going to lead you way further than perfect an excellent work, not even able to su sustain. Right. And then the third way is to just find an accountability system. You can look for the people around you, ask them, hey, I want your support. This is real. This is serious. I want you to really be in the, into this with me. And you'll see that the people are going to help you, man. Um, they're going to be happy that you actually include them in the journey because it is going to tell them that, hey, out of everybody, it's me that they choose to help them. This is great. So I'm really going to try to find my best for that. So three ways. Um, there's another one, but it's, it's still long. But I like it. I did it in a course. Hmm. Um, so if you want, I can send you over the course. But the course basically go over. Uh, the course is called Systems versus Motivation. So it's basically teaching you to detach yourself from the emotional side of doing a fitness journey or any sort of fitness and teaching you to you know get more attached to systems habits and all kinds of things on which you can rely so that you can still keep doing the work right so the course basically <clears throat> you to like really just become a robot in a way and to just still going regardless of anything that happens that's uh that's super great that's super great and yeah i'd love to read more about the, that course and I think you, you explained it very, very, very well. Mm -hmm. Actually, my next question was about to, to ask, uh, okay, what techniques can we use for accountability? But you have mm -hmm. majorly already answered it on how to build the accountability system. Yeah. Not, not looking at outside, not finding something from far away, but those people who claim to or who pro profess that they, they love us, they, they, they say that they love us and we know that they love us. We can start using them as a, an accountability system that in the long run is going to be uh, pretty helpful. And uh, they can always remind us on how to go back on track. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, I think I, I enjoyed the conversation. I enjoyed the conversation. And for the listener who is new to our podcast, this is the Self Seed Podcast. And today we are with Christian. He's giving us some, some tricks tips and tricks on how to get better every day i i i i personally enjoy the conversation and if you i think you ought to connect with chris 
at least receive his newsletter, learn more. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for a nutritional coach, a fitness trainer, he is one. He is one. And he's a good one. So do try to connect with him. Uh, and I, later on, he's going to, to mention all the ways that you can reach out to him. And so, Chris, uh, share with us uh, your personal view, your personal thoughts in general about your journey or a journey of towards personal development, towards a career development, towards anything. Just what can a person out there today, uh, in, in summary, take uh, out, take from you as to how life will come mm -hmm. or how life goes? Mm -hmm. And yeah, just share with us uh, any thoughts that you have pertaining to how one can navigate his or her own life based on your own experience. I think one is to figure out first what they want to do and what they want to be long term. Mm. Do they want to be a follower or do they want to be a leader? Right. A follower will be someone who will be okay with you know having a job working for somebody else. Uh, earning a, some sort of stable and recurrent and consistent income and right. just, you know, expecting to get their yearly holidays and yearly vacation and their promotion every two years, every five years, or I don't know. Um, there's nothing bad with that, okay? That's what you chose. That's not what I chose. I chose to become a leader. So a leader is someone who decided that he was not going to listen to anybody, but he's going to have his own rules. Right. And leader is someone who believes that he can create his own legacy and create his own network and really establish himself as a voice and also as a character in a certain network that he chose mm. to be in. And so I would actually give this advice to anyone who are, would, who are looking to become leaders, because I don't know much about, you know, what to, how life looks like if you right. want to be a follower because i did not really do much of that uh, <laughs> i decided to always create my own ever since and again there's nothing bad with being a follower you can there's really a lot of reward in being able to build someone else's company like yeah. you get nice you get all the commissions you get all kinds of money there's a lot of good things in there uh, it's really <laughs> stable and secure but mm -hmm. again pros and cons to both right Right. So what I would say to another person who want to become a leader is that you need to be okay with the fact that whatever you start and whatever you do, you're not going to see anything for a minimum of two years. It's going to feel like, you know, speaking to a wall on social media It's going to feel like uh, typing for nobody to read on uh, via the messages, via the emails. It is going to feel like loneliness because you are actually working towards something that you deeply believe in, but mm -hmm. you also don't have any ways of knowing if you're actually doing the right thing. So you stay on that path of actively trying to figure it out, which makes it really hard for you to then have any mind and have any time or energy to give to anyone else around you. So you need to be ready with the fact that it is going to be lonely. You need to be ready with the fact that it's going to be hard and that you're going to hate it and that you're not going to see much. But if you're okay with all of that, the reward can actually be really great because again, everything that you build and everything that you achieve, it's you. 
it's your pride, it's your name, it's your brand on it that is going to stay with you and stick with you for life. And to me personally, that's really something that I look forward to and that I work for. I love the fact of, you know, hearing about someone who speaks about the transformation and they say that it, it was me. I love to hear about, you know, someone who speaks about a, their favorite social media page and it's me, but it's not something that I partook and worked for somebody else. Like, I love the idea that I get to like really have be hands on everything. And so again, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of uh, doubts. There's a lot of, you know, questions and being fully transparent. You're gonna not have money at all at some point. You're gonna, like your business is not gonna produce anything. You're gonna have to do part-time to catch up with it. You know, I've, I've been through that during my first two years. Like I was not making anything in my program, but I was like, hey, what do I do? This is the only thing that I know. So I'm going to keep going because there's no other options. You know, like right. I was like, there's so many times where I was not producing anything right out of my business. So mm -hmm. I had to go back to, you know, doing part-time part training here and there to just kind of like make ends meet. But I was like, this is not moving. This is not going anywhere. You are going to cry sometimes because you are pouring out so much of your energy into your craft but nothing gets back to you. Nothing comes back to you. Like right. I had these moments, like I was like, this is not going anywhere. But the thing is, again, like if you're really all in, then you understand that this is it. You're going to figure it out, like it or not. And so that's the thing that I believe in that, you know, now I'm sitting here after four years of being in the game. Mm -hmm. I can tell for sure that if you work actively towards something and if you keep it up, if you provide a little bit of everything every day and that you really don't lose sight of the end game, then yeah. it would really not make sense. It would really not be fair. It will really be unreasonable for you to not see some sort of growth if you keep going for a long enough period of time. And so when you look at things from short term, you're going to eat shit. That's the thing. Like you're not going to like it. But then mm -hmm. this is where you just need to project yourself four years away from now or five yeah. years away from now. Look at yourself there. Do you see yourself succeeding? Do you? Yes. Great. Then keep going because what you're doing here is really what's going to get you there. So mm -hmm. again, anyone who want to be a leader out there, leaders, you know, creators of this world, they have not, you know, uh, politicians and all of that stuff. All those leaders that we know, they did not achieve that because, uh, because you know, like they had some skills and because they went to school and because they, you know, they, they went into a company to work for those. Mm -hmm. They achieved what they achieved because they were just willing to be different and to eat shit for a specific amount of time. And right. then slowly they start to accumulate some success. So 1% better, take your time with anything that you do understand that it is not supposed to bring your results right away but that's okay right it doesn't have to and when you hit a wall understand that that's exactly what you need to keep punching that wall until it breaks in front of you right and then if you keep punching that wall for a long enough period of time that wall will break which will then open up a new way to another wall that you'll have to punch again but every time you'll punch, every time you face new walls, your fists will become stronger. Yeah. You'll be able to punch through that wall faster. These walls are going to feel less harder. 
and you'll be able to progress faster. That's so that's how, as for me personally, that's how growth happened for me. I'm not saying that I'm the most successful, but I just say that I just know that if I compare myself to who I was four years from now, then I know that there's really a lot to be proud of. So right. I, really look, I really just look forward to, you know, four years from like, if I look at myself four years ago, right, then I know that there's a lot of growth. And then if I look at myself four years from now, I'm just excited. I'm just excited about what's coming. I'm, I'm willing to eat more shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like you need to just really embrace the eating shit phase and right. you'll be fine. It's all about keeping your eyes on the price. That's what I would have to say. That's very nice. That's very nice. What do you want to become? You need to choose. You're becoming a leader or a follower. And I remember this you mentioned in your podcast where you were like, you have to make a choice somewhere. Uh, I made mine. So you as a listener, you told us, we also have yeah. to make a choice. And you, you also noted that we should be ready for, for, the, for the things that are going to come. You can't mm -hmm. have a big goal as Christian has of changing, impacting 1 billion lives, touching 1 billion lives. And you can't be, you, you won't, then you decide not to be ready for what can happen. Yeah. And you need to stay consistency, eyes on the prize, eyes on the prize, keep, keep going. And you said, uh, I think you, at the end, you mentioned something very good. We need to acknowledge and celebrate the growth that we, we have already come uh, mm. from. Mm -hmm. Seeing four years back, seeing yourself five years back, you need to, to acknowledge that and, and know that, okay, the next four years, um, yeah. as you said, you're ready to go again into the mud. You're ready to go on. It's a cycle. And that's, that's very nice. That's very nice. And thank you so much for all these great inputs. And thank you for uh, the great thoughts that you have shared with us, especially the, the practical sense of it, knowing that you do practice all of this in, in real life. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for those who don't know Christian, he's going to take a moment to, I mean, to put himself again out there, as he says, he's always out there, but for you guys to now yeah. know how to connect with him on how to reach him out on, on how to, you know, to grow with him. Uh, I mean, in, in, in one of his, yeah. in one of his podcasts, he said, uh, he said, you should, it's better that you become one of the earliest, earliest knowing him oh, yeah. so that, <laughs> so that later you, you don't, when he succeeds, you don't say, Oh, you, you can uh, evidently say, Oh, I know that guy. We, we were, Together, I supported him on the journey. So welcome, Christian, and do take your time to introduce yourself again, to reintroduce, and any how that people can reach out and connect with you and yeah. even your services. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what, guys? I'm going to make it. And if you're not supporting by now, from now on, you, you, you're making it sick. Um, yeah, I, I don't take myself seriously on social media. That's the thing. I'm, I joke around on there. So, um, but yeah, no, man, thank you for having me. Like the podcast is great. Uh, I really You're love welcome. coming on here and just sharing a bit of what I've learned from my journey. I hope anybody else, uh, I hope the listeners have been able to take something away from this. If they did, then that's cool. I'm if sure they did. They did. I if mean... they did not, then maybe they just didn't listen. Um, <laughs> But yeah, anyone who want to connect with me can find me on Instagram at nfchristian. And it's also the same thing on WeChat. That's also my WeChat ID. NFChristian is where you'll get, you know, direct access to all of the content that I post. 
I update, I upload at least two to three pieces of content every day on each social media platform hmm. regarding health, nutrition, and a little bit of personal development. So you're always going to be sure to learn something new from me. Um, WeChat, if you want to inquire, you know, connect directly to just ask me some things, you know, uh, subscribe to, the, to my newsletter, as uh, Iman said earlier, because I always send out a lot of free stuff that I believe can help people on their journey in there. So that's really the two platforms on which you can find me. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. And dear listeners, I hope you got something from Christian because some things don't come twice. So thank you very much, Christian, for, for coming on today. And thank you for accepting to be on the podcast. And most importantly, thank you for sharing all the great insights. I look forward to the growth and I look forward to father, having father and greater conversations with you and that more people, I, I, I hope and I pray that you impact the lives that you aim to impact and reach where you want to reach as a leader. Thank you very Thank much. You. I also hope the podcast grows, man. It's a cool thing. Oh, yeah. something cool you got to hear. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> hope it goes well. Thank you. Thank you. All right, bro. All uh, right. I'm literally about to hop on another.